You plugged in, Chris? I am plugged in. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. This is Chris from Twitter. I'm Joe Hawks. How you doing, people? The people are doing good. Before we go ahead and start this show, give us a follow on Twitter at Plugged In PCAST. You can follow me at Chris C underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H-U-S-S-L-E. You can also follow me at JLHB510. That again, that is JLHB510. Here's his 2-2. Mazzara takes strike three called. And a win, a long time coming for the A's franchise. It has had so much regular season success and so little in the postseason. Bob Melvin and his team earned this one. What a win today and what a series win for the Oakland Athletics. And disappointment for the White Sox who battled hard. But an A's team that had just had so many agonizing losses. They dug deep today and just they got a win that they had to have and they are on to the division series to take on the Astros. All right. So the A's exercise some postseason demons and they finally get through um, a winner take all game by way of a 6-4 win against the Chicago White Sox on what was that Thursday yeah that was on Thursday Joe um what were your what was your initial reaction to to them winning that game wow I mean a long time coming that was my my reaction it's almost like jubilation I mean relief a little bit I mean you hear all the time of the A's you know the last what nine losses and winner take all games uh you know that start to wear on the organization even though the players you know majority of the players weren't a part of those the ones like you know the Marcus Simeons you know the the Matt Chapman's even though he didn't he hasn't played but those guys the, the, the kind of like the foundational pieces um you got to think those were it was was was, was uh, riveting gratifying for them I mean they finally got over the proverbial hump yeah I agree with that man because when you think about it yeah of course they're not they didn't play in any any of those games some of those dudes weren't even i mean the team wasn't even born in 1973 but um beyond the players it's it's a pressure on the organization and the players are all aware of that history and so um there's there's certainly some extra additional pressure on those players um and and when you just think about it like there it was such a relief to see that two-run home run from sean murphy um and the, oh, the one where he and, just basically just stared at him. one of the best to <laughs> me is probably the best stare down home run of any of the, any of the ones that were hit in the postseason i was yeah. glad that that we got the sound of the crack off the bat because just the way that like one you knew it was gone when you saw it sure. but when you when you heard the bat meet that ball you knew it was gone especially just the way that like he reacted to it but I really think that was a that was certainly the turning point for them. Um, right. But yeah, like you said, this is this is this is huge because not only was it a series clinching win, it was a winner take all situation. The, at, the, home. at home, at home, the, the, even the, even though there was no fans in the building, and I, and I, and I, and I like and you know I'm just piggybacking about what you're saying. The crack of the bat. I mean, you can. Hear, that's one that's one positive I will take away from not having fans in the stadium. You can hear the ball and bat just perfectly connect with each other. And especially with the home run at Murphy hit. I mean, the way the way that the Coliseum is always 
packed to the capacity. Imagine if fans were there. Sure, you might not have been hurt. You, you probably wouldn't hurt it, but it, I couldn't imagine how that place would have exploded when you hit that home run, just with all the fans who were there. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was just going to say that, um, you know, the A's last series win was in 2006 when they swept the Twins. Um, right before they got swept in the ALCS against the Detroit Tigers, but even that walk off, yeah. yeah, and even that series win didn't come, mm-hmm. you know, via a, a winner take all situation, and so sure. the A's kind of just breezed through that first round and and didn't really have much pressure put on them in that series. Um, mm-hmm. But then you kind of fast forward. You have 2012 against the Tigers, 2013 against the Tigers, 2014 that wild wild card game against the the Kansas City Royals where they blow the uh, the one run lead in extra innings. I'll say um, this uh, just just to piggyback on that on that 2014 game. Me personally, if they did, if uh, Giovanni Soto, remember he got he was brought over and uh, he was acquired in a trade for the for the A's. If Giovanni Soto doesn't get hurt, I think. That's a big part. That's a big reason why they lost that game because you didn't have the guy behind the uh, behind the plate that was really that really helped that pitching staff um, after he got acquired. I think I think I think Bo Mel should have let John Lester loose that game. He should have let it like you you trade your your central piece to the organization for for John yeah. Lester and and say we're all in and then you pull him and the most crucial of innings against the Royals, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, kind of moving on, we had, you know, the 2018 game against the Yankees where they, you know, they teed off um, and then got that really good start from, what was the guy's name? The, the, the pitcher. Oh, um, was it, they went with, what was it? Manaya? No, I'm talking about the Yankees pitcher that, that kind of, that, that Um... took care of us handily. Was it? Uh, that's that's unimportant. Let's not worry about that, man. Yeah. But think, last okay. year, and, and then last year, we had Morden come into the Coliseum and and take care of business while the uh, while the Tampa Bay Rays they had teed off on Sean Manaya. So uh, that's kind of just recapping the the history um, to give give folks. You know, I'm I'm sure like anybody listening will be an A's fan, but just a reminder of the the struggles that the A's have had in in the postseason especially with winner take all games and so the you know when i thought about it joe i kind of had to i had to give myself room to celebrate because in my mind i was like all right we made it to the aelds you know like we've been here before but but at, at the same time i think even even billy bean himself acknowledged that it was a huge win and that they felt that you know, a little bit of a burden was lifted from the organization just being able to win a game where it was you need to win or go home, stay home. Yeah, I mean, you got. I think really with this win over the White Sox, I think, I mean, like I was saying, this is relief. I mean, you, you just mentioned it. Guys like Billy Bean, you know, is bled and scratched and clawed for this organization to put them in a position to, 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 to actually take advantage of a good team come postseason time. I mean, how many times have we seen the last few years the A's win 95 games and then that first wild card game can't even get off the mat, don't even score a run. So to me, matter of fact, I have a question for you. When the A's were down, what was it, 3 nothing in game uh, three? Mm-hmm. What, was your, what was going through your mind? Here we go again. Here we go again. Um, I, you know, I, I, I was texting one of my good friends. I was like, you know what, we gotta, we gotta stay positive, man. We got this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
lo and behold, you know, that I thought I was in the third inning. I was like, here we go again. And the fourth inning, you know, uh, to my surprise, Joe, they scored every single run in that game with two outs. <clears throat> so the so the the four runs in the uh, in the fourth inning um, came on a two out rally. Um, Lestella, <clears throat> no, was it Lestella? No, it was. Uh, I believe it was Grossman that Robbie Grossman, Grossman. that that was on base. Um, and Loriano had just grounded out, um, and so Sean Murphy came up to the plate um, and had a. It was either one oh one one one. Got I think I believe it was a, a sinker that didn't sink, um, left it out over the plate and he just absolutely crushed that ball. And then you know they got the surprisingly they got the bases loaded with with those two outs. Uh, the 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 White Sox had made numerous pitching changes. They got the bases loaded and then uh, Mark Canna walks and then Matt Olson walks. Um, and so you know to my surprise they they just stuck it to them with two outs and then even. Um, the next inning, when they loaded the bases, that that single from Chad Pender was a two-out single. Um, so to to me, what that really signifies for the A's is that, and, and something to to really be careful with if you're another team going against them, is that you don't want to give them extra outs because they don't need to have, you know, runners in scoring position with less than two outs to to take advantage of situations. They're able to. Um, you know, this was the the first game of the series where we really saw them show discipline at the plate um, and lay off a lot of pitches. They had nine walks versus in, in game three alone versus two total walks um, in the first two games. Um, and so, the, man, it was it was huge. They 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 put up the runs with two outs. Um, the bullpen was the story of the season. They they look they were during this their series. I would say they were a little bend but don't break. Um, but I don't think that's any fault to, to the bullpen. I think that's more credit to the White Sox because that is a really solid lineup. I, I don't think there's an easy out in that lineup. One through nine, they have yeah, they, they, they have solid guys up and down the lineup. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, just to kind of go over over the um, three games, the, the A's started off laying an egg. Um, they were stifled by Lucas Giolito, who who basically took a perfect game into the into the seventh. Into the seventh, yeah. he threw six perfect. He took it into the seventh. Yeah, the guy was he was dealing. Yeah. Uh, the A's in game one. Let's be real about it. I felt the A's were pressing in game one because you got to think about it. I, I, we we just we kind of just glossed over it. All the times the A's have had good seasons, you know, ninety five plus wins. Um, you know, possibly get the first game at, at the Coliseum. They don't get off the mat in the first in that first game. Luckily, this was just a, a wild card series because Giolito was the perfect guy for the White Sox to start in that in that in that first game. He was he's been their do, most dominant pitcher all year. He he had the, he had a perfect game. yeah he threw a no hitter during the regular season. I mean, so he had that type of he, you know the, he had that type of gravitas that that manager uh, Ron, um, Rick Renteria went with uh, in game one. The A's could not could not buy a hit off the guy, you know, until, until the seventh inning. So um, I thought they were pressing. I, to be perfectly honest, I thought the A's were pressing in that first game. I mean, they, because of all the demons that we, that we just glossed about, about not scoring. So um, for them to come back in game two to, to, to even the series, the way they did was, 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 was paramount for them to, to, to get, to able to win this series outright. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and we're, we're going to talk about game two in a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, Giolito really came out, and and I agree. The A's, it was it was it was really ugly just seeing the bats asleep during that first game. Um, and not only that, um, Jesus Lazardo had a really really difficult yes. yeah. start to his his. It wasn't a start to his postseason career, but you know he had the he had the bullpen outing against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays last year. Where he looked good, but he was the this is this is game one. Yeah, game of the game playoff series exactly game one, and and he just didn't have his his best stuff. And just I'm um, kind of reading some of the articles and and seeing what Scott Emerson had to say. It, he just seemed like he was um, he was trying to do too much. He was you know like he his fastball is is his best pitch. Um, he's got a nasty slider. Um, I thought he could have used that a little bit more in game one. Yeah. I don't, and, think, he, I don't think he used a slider enough in game one. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. I think he was trying to do too much with his fastball, um, trying to overpower guys. But when, especially against that lineup, you've got to really use the, you know, you've really got to locate your pitches, you know, using all four corners of the plate. Um, sure. Or, or all the four corners of the strike zone to, to really take advantage of them and, and be able to take advantage of that great off-speed stuff that you have. But if you can't locate the fastball, then guys are just going to tee off, especially if you're making mistakes because, you know, it's hard enough to do that against, you know, major league hitters. And when you have, you know, the, the front runner for AL MVP um, on that team, and you know your leadoff hitter Tim Anderson, who had a monstrous series, you know hit three twenty-two hits, three twenty-two <laughs> over the course of the season. It had nine hits. He was nine for twelve during the series. It's you can't miss your spots. And so I think, I mean, I'm hoping that that you know Scott Emerson is able to get through to Jesus Lazardo going into the Astro series because he's had a couple of good outings against them, um, but you know he got rocked early. Um, during that first game, Tim Anderson, like we said, he had three hits. He was three for four. Um, Abreu, he was two for four with a home run. He had two that RBIs. That monstrous home, like it just seemed like that ball just jumped off his bat. That home run that he hit in game one. I mean, I mean, he's already a strong man to begin with in the Coliseum. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Home run. Did, did he hit a home run during game one? I, yeah. Let me see. We will have to double check that. I think Grandal and Engel hit the hit the home runs during game one. Um, I thought it was this one. Um, Jose Abreu did uh, did hit like a two run bomb in the. Let's save this. Let me pull up the box score. Let's go do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but while you do that, definitely like the. I think the one good takeaway that you could come come away from that game with was that the A's bullpen did what they normally do. They went you know, five and two thirds of an inning and gave up one run, which I believe was um, Joaquin Soria's home run to, uh, to to angle on the White Sox. Um, but other than that, they were pretty solid. Um, didn't have much to worry about since they were, they were trailing that whole game. They couldn't get the bat off their shoulders. Yeah. Didn't get their first Where hit till, the, till, till I think Listella broke it up, broke up the perfect game in the seventh inning. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really ugly game one, and 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 really the A's had to really play with their backs against the wall in both games two and three. 
Oh yeah, but just to just to, to clarify, yes, Bray, you hit a home run in the third. Oh, he did. Okay. Zardo. Okay. Yeah. So was it? Did they have? Was it? Was it three home runs from? Um, was it? Grand, they had Grand, one from Grandal, Abreu, and and Engel. So they hit three home runs that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I, I think the bright spot was the bullpen. Um, going into game two, um, it was a great decision for Bowmel to have Chris Bassett pitch game two instead of game one, um, because. With, that was a debate. A lot of people thought that Bassett could have gone in game one. Well, if you look at it, if the A's would have only scored one run against the White Sox, um, you're not going to win a lot of games scoring one run. Bassett maybe comes in and, and who knows, maybe he shuts them down. But, you know, the, the White Sox still ended up scoring three runs that game, not off of Bassett, but off, off of uh, the bullpen. Um, but... Game game two really seemed like the perfect game for Bassett, especially because he came out and was dealing, um, had one earned run off of seven innings pitched, and really his earned run came because he, he gave up that single in the seventh inning. Um, Bob Melvin made the pitching change, and then um, the White Sox hit a two-run homer. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's how he got his, his earned run off of pitch. That really wasn't even his mistake. Um, you know, once the, once who was the reliever that came in, um, once the next guy came in, he gave up that bomb. Um, but the game pretty much see, it wasn't, it was never out of reach, but the A's were pretty much in control throughout the, you know, the duration of game two. Mm-hmm. Um, Bassett, I mean, and just back to Bassett, he he really capped off an amazing September. I think his after that game, his ERA for September was like zero point four three, or was that going into the game? Yeah, I mean, Bassett has to be quite honest with you. I I advocated for Bassett maybe to go in game one, but I understand why Bo Mel went with him in game two. I mean, he did give him the best opportunity to win um, on the mound. Uh, he came out firing. I mean, he only Bassett, yeah, the one run over over seven innings, five punches, and he only gave up one walk. Uh, the A's gave him run support early in game two. I mean, they jumped out uh, to a four nothing lead, and which was which was huge. I mean, anytime you give your your pitcher um, some run support early in the game, it gives him confidence, and it actually kinds of you know calms the team down because remember. That that game two is in a, in a strange thing. It's an elimination game for the A's. So they had. I mean, we were saying that they were pressing in game one. You would admit you would admit that they were pressing in game two, but they came out again, giving uh, Bassett the run support that he needed to go um, to pretty much carry that team as far as he could, and then turn it over to uh, to the bullpen. I like the fact that Jake Deepman came in and. Uh, got that it was getting was getting got a crucial out for the for the A's. I mean, Bat, uh, Hendricks and Deakman both uh, both were huge uh, to pretty much bridge the uh, the win for the A's in game two. Yeah, and I think the decision with Bassett going as the second uh, the starter in game two um, mm-hmm. is a little bit like how you throw your best guy in a game three when it's a seven game series, just because mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, best case situation, you're up one zero, and he's going to close the series out. But if you have, if you if you don't win game one, then 
you really need a guy who you can count on. And so I think because he was the most reliable starter for the A's throughout the, the course sure. of the year, especially in September, was that they really needed him in game two. I mean, it ended up working out. Uh, I think one of the the more overlooked things in this game was that first inning error um, that the second baseman, Madrigal, made on the uh, the ground ball that Olsen hit. Um, oh yeah, right to up the right moment. side, oh, yeah. right side to, of the infield. They had, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, it was a guy on second and third, and and when he kicked that ball, they ended up scoring both of those runs in the first right. inning. And so, um, you know, it, it was a mistake that I'm sure the Astro, I mean the the, the Astros, the the White Sox are are kicking themselves mm-hmm. for just because. Um, to that point, the A's hadn't really manufactured any runs, and 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 you give them two unearned runs. Um, Simeon actually came up in the second inning, um, with a guy on base. Um, it was, uh, actually he came on, he came up after Sean Murphy hit a home run that was called the foul ball. Um, mm-hmm. and so they ended It was barely a foul ball too. Cause I thought it, it, was, was, I thought it was a home run. It wasn't a foul ball, dude. It was a home run. Uh, I, and I say that because I, I'm just looking at, I could be wrong, but looking at, the the sign that it hit above the um above the seats that sign is in fair territory um but it, it it's kind of weird because i think the seats aren't really i don't know if they're completely aligned with the foul pole but if you, if you take a that's <laughs> yeah, what i'm saying exactly the, the if, sec- you, if you not. if you take a look at the seats and the thing is that it's it's a really tough judgment call you know in the middle of the day um you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe the umpire saw something that we didn't that that wasn't picked up on camera. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they didn't have the angle on the camera to to really justify being able to overturn it. Um, but either way, Sean Murphy had a really big series. He he, you know, comes up right after they say foul ball, and he he smokes a single um, mm-hmm. to get on first. And Simeon comes up that next at bat. He had already faced Dallas Keuchel once in the first inning. Um, and he, he crushes the first pitch to, to dead center. Um, I think he set him up with that first at bat. I, I, you know, initially my reaction when, when Simeon let off the game, he took a fastball down the middle. Um, and then I think he saw two changeups and he popped out. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just kind of seeing that fastball during his first at bat, I think he he guys don't hit off speed pitches out of the park unless they're expecting it. There there's there's very few hitters in the in the in in the major leagues who can you know protect and you know on a on a O two or O one breaking ball and hit the ball out of the park, um, but. There's no doubt in my mind that Simeon was sitting change up on that first pitch, especially since he got that fastball, you know, to lead off the game. Um, and he 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 guessed right, and he he crushed that ball. Yeah, I, I think when, when, when I mean for a guy like Marcus Simeon, who to me, basically um, is 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 one of the is one of the heart and souls of the team. I mean, just for him being with the organization is just pretty much the longest out of out of this core group right now. It's important to me. I thought it was important for him to produce something in this. If the A's were going to move on, like he had to come up um, clutch somehow, some way. Um, you know, 
I mean, he comes up with the big bomb. Um, Chris Davis, let's not forget about him. He hit a home run. Um, a guy that, you know, that that had a odd, you know, 60 games um, to the season. I mean, it was good to see that he hit a home run. It was good to see that the A's in game two was able to keep the Rocks, uh, the White Sox out of scoring position um, from really scoring with runners in scoring position. They were 0 for 8. Yeah. Um, so that right there goes back to what uh, what you were saying about Chris Bassett having like a, a spectacular day. Yeah. And, and let's not forget this. That could have been Marcus Simeon's last game as an Oakland A. Oh, he's a free agent. He's a free agent I mean, at the end of the season. And so, like, I, you know, I think the best chance Oakland has at maybe keeping him is is deep postseason success. And I don't even so know you if deep postseason are success you saying, is. Are you saying he's already going to be gone? I don't. I don't see any any reason why they would why they would be able to afford him. Like I, I, I think. I mean, given that his numbers are he's down, gonna, he's going to ask for that type of money though. Not that type of money, but but the the type of money that he deserves, it's still not the amount of money that Oakland has been known to pay. That's a that's, so okay. even if he, I, I like he's not gonna answer. he's not he's not going to you know be a three hundred million dollar player. I don't I don't right. believe that. Um, but after his ML, you know his uh his MVP campaign last year, his numbers were a little uh, bit down this year. Um. You know, and defensively, he had his best season a year ago. Um, a lot of that is is due to Matt Chapman being able to to control that left side of the infield. But Simeon's really came around on defense, and I think his bat has always his bat has never really been an issue since he's been with the A's. It's, it's been always been a glove, and then and that is that is and that has corrected itself and has gotten better over years and years of practice. Again, he should. <laughs> Marcus Simeon should send some of his uh, whatever next contract is his his first real big contract comes up. He should send a partial uh, a partial payment to Ron Washington. Ron Washington. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, he, he's <laughs> definitely helped turn his career around in Oakland. Sure. Because um, yeah. yeah, he was he was a guy who could not play shortstop. Like I, I did not see this turnaround that he was he was gonna make coming. Like twenty something errors went. I think what his uh, first year up. Mm-hmm. Like twenty plus errors. Like, yeah, man was throwing that ball all over yeah. the place. But like you said, man, I, it was relieving to also see Chris Davis go yard. Um, yeah. I, I think I advocated actually before I was talking to to my good buddy again um, mm-hmm. because I looked at um, I forgot what the numbers was were looking like, but but he hadn't done very well. Um, and I think it was actually, I looked at his numbers against Dallas Keuchel. And so I think Uh he was batting like he was batting below 200. Um, and it was something like he, his average, like, like he he was getting a hit out of every nine at bats. One of them was a home run though. And so I, I remember telling my friend, I was like, dude, start Chris Davis. He has a home run against Dallas Keuchel. I was like, the numbers are one out of nine so you just kind of have to hope that one at bat is going to be today it's going to be a home run right he got it he got (laughs) it dude i was like i have to give myself a pat on the back for that which i was just like i was surprised because i was like i got on my i got on my phone and i was like i fucking told you he was gonna hit one and then he was like yeah you called it for you to say that i need i need you to give me the uh the numbers of the powerball because i mean you didn't i mean because i i couldn't forecast that like chris davis being able to come up Especially against uh, Dallas Keuchel, who's uh, who's had some, you know, had some good success against him. Yeah, uh, that was big. That was big. That home run. I mean, Bo Mel. That that goes to show you that's more trust than anything from Bo Mel. 
I mean, putting a guy in there that hasn't had a good a good career off of Keuchel, for him to get that to get the to get a home run off of him, that's that was huge. Yeah, and you paying the guy all that money, you might as well give him a shot. Right. You paying that's him that he's too. he's the guy that got signed and since the contract. Um but but I was just glad to see him go yard. I think that's gonna do a lot for his confidence. And and I to to be honest, if the A's are gonna make a deep postseason run and, and and if they want a shot at winning the World Series, they're going to need his power. I mean, I don't think yes, there's any way around no it. No question about it. Um, I think the other storyline from Game 2 was Bowmel's decision to, to try to get six outs out of uh, Liam Hendricks. Um, he gave up, yeah. you, you know, um, Bassett gives up a single to, to Tim Anderson to, to lead off the eight, and Bowmel Bowmel pulls him trying to get six outs, and he comes in and gives out gives up a two-run bomb. Um, throws, I think, 30 pitches in the eighth inning, um, and then going into the ninth inning, he 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 was clearly frustrated. He he gets pulled out of out. He gets pulled out um, after his 49th pitch. He had just walked the bases loaded, um, and Abreu was coming up with two outs. Um, and so they went to to Deakman, who fortunately was able to get Abreu to to ground, ground ball, out yeah. to to yeah. end the game. Um, but I think there was a little bit of overcoaching going on with 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 Bowmel there. I think. You have, like, I get it. Hendricks is one of the, the the premier closers of the game, but you you not only did you not trust in you know another guy in your bullpen. Like, I, I think he could have went Petit, he could have went Soria, he could have went Deekman to get three outs. He ended up going to Deekman anyway to get the final out. Um, sure. Like, you have to. What what he has to get going because on a consistent basis is figuring out who his setup guy is because because even with previous teams you know the the 2012 A's they had they had Ryan Cook they had Sean Doolittle they had uh Grant Balfour who would come in and shut the door so you, yeah, you yeah, typically yeah. So like you knew you knew the battery you knew the setup man to the closer you knew like pretty much you knew who was going to, who was going to set up the game or who's going to set up the the, the eighth inning and then who's going to pretty much close it out uh in the ninth the A's yeah, during and, that time and i think the A's have the formula for a seven eight nine you know set up they they have the the arms that they need for that that the, the late innings in in petite soria um, Deakman, um, and then to, to shut the door, you give it to, to Liam Hendricks. I don't think that – I think he needs to really trust in his bullpen because um, they have mm-hmm. – Deakman has had a dominant year. There's no reason right. that – maybe it was the, the the whole White Sox versus lefties thing. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, he ended up going to him for the final out anyways. Um, sure. And and fortunately, the guy grounded out, and they they were able to, to live another day. Um, pardon me, as uh, the sirens kind of drive down Tennyson, but they 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 <laughs> <That> live is... <laughs> they lived to fight another day, and it was it was it was very nerve wracking. But I think that the A's were able to pull out of a victory despite Bob Melvin setting them up for failure. It's funny you say that because, uh, or about the A's to have the potential of a, of, of a good, you know, relie- reliever to closer combination. Because it'd be real with you, the A's could take this formula. If they can get good, maybe five innings, five strong, maybe six from their starter, if they can get that, if they can get that with some run support, you can go, 
you can go Soria, Petite, or Petite Soria. Then you go to uh, then you go to Liam Hendricks or Deekman, depending on if you really trust if you because if you trust Deekman, I think Deekman could be the guy that could could start closing out games for you. And and JB um, Wendelkin is is also money man. He's 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 I, a good arm that gives you an inning or two. I think right. he, he's 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 actually even better doing long relief. So if you need two innings from a guy, if if your starter goes right. two innings and then you need, or if he goes five innings and you need a guy for the sixth and the seventh, you can throw one Delkin. Which he out can there. do, and yeah. then you like I said, you bring in maybe Deekman or Petit, and you go with. Uh, then you go with Hendricks, and if if Hendricks can get his mind right, because you're you're right in game two, it seemed like to me the 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 moment was a little big for him, which yeah. which was strange to me, because yeah. we've seen him we've seen him you know get out of jams before and 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 be able to come back and dominate a a, a, a side of a lineup, but game two was just kind of odd to see him struggle like that. And being yeah. yanked by Bowmel. I, I mean, while I was watching the game, I was actually pretty pissed off because um, it was really getting to to Hendricks, and he was. I think he had too much adrenaline. He mm. could he, like he was he was yelling he was screaming at the top of his lungs it's when like a pitch would get yeah when when a pitch would get away from him. Um, and, and you, if you contrast that and look look at the way that he pitched in Game Three, he kind of yeah. came in and and he was calm. He was breathing. He wasn't amped up the way he was in Game Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Game Two he was just he was he was so hyped up and that he he was just overthrowing because you saw that he was losing control of his pitches, um, mm-hmm. and that's really not how you want to go into a game, um, especially a game of this magnitude. And I think. I think the moment really got to Hendricks to where he he, he was overthrowing um, and sure. just trying to do way too much because he knew he, he needed to get six outs. Um, right. But the other way that you can look at it was, you know, he, he made the mistakes in game two and, and was able to make some adjustments heading into game three, which we'll talk about, um, you know, and, and we had already kind of previewed it or talked about it, reviewed it at the, the beginning of the show. Um, you know, the A's, they fell behind early on a shaky... Not, it wasn't a shaky start for Mark Mike Fires, but he didn't have his best stuff against the White Sox, um, especially given how hard they were hitting the ball. Um, they had, you know, he worked out of a jam in the first inning where he was able to get... A, they he uh, I forgot who hit it, but he, he lined out to, to right field um, with the bases loaded, I think, or it was either first and third, but I thought they were going to score a run that inning, and, and he... he Escaped the first inning unscathed. He out the, yeah, he wiggled out of trouble there, but, but that's second inning, man. That's it, Not second even... inning. But but I think the scary thing was that they were they were really hitting his his balls hard, um, and so I think that it was a good decision to pull him early, just because you know he gave up the double, um, and then you know the the White Sox they got guys on base again. Um, it was. You know, and it, at the moment, I was thinking maybe he should. It was two outs, um, but he had gave up a couple of doubles, and so, um, and then I believe he get, did 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 he give up the the home run to yes. Luis Roberts? Luis Roberts, yeah, he, he, uh, he, he, he uh, the first him. run in the second, the, the the solo bomb he hit in the second inning. It was the longest <laughs> ever in Statcast at the cost of four hundred eighty-seven feet. Oh my god, he rocked him, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you got. But yeah, the 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 home run and then the you know the the doubles to get guys on base, um, it was kind of a it was a really high leverage situation, and you didn't want to get 
you don't want the game to get out of hand, um, especially with all the arms in the bullpen. And on top sure. of that, the White Sox had already made a pitching change in their first inning. And so... They, ooh, yeah. That, that That's funny you say that because the White Sox actually... Um, Rick Renteria, the, 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 the Sox skipper, he was definitely managing every single pitch, every single out. Like, he was running back and forth, pulling uh, to the bullpen. Like, the, the, the White Sox was changing pitchers like people were changing out of wardrobes at at, yeah. at, uh, at, at, at award shows. Like, yeah, they, they, they really was... had all hands on deck. And they just – Seriously. They did Man. not want to let an arm go unthrown. Like, they, they mm-hmm. were literally just like, you know, if we need an out here, like, everybody needs to be ready. Um, I do think it kind of – it started to backfire towards the end of the game. Um Especially given given the fact that they had came back and they were able to get you know six runs throughout the game, mm-hmm. but you know towards the end of the game you start worrying about like all right if we tie the game and go into extras we don't have anybody to throw <laughs> you know we're gonna have to go That's back to good. one of our starters yeah. um, you know fortunately for the A's it didn't go that route but um, yeah man the, the the A's ended up calling Usmero Petit to get out the gym in the second inning. Um, they were only down 1-0 after the second inning. He comes back in the, the, the third inning. Um, I think they get three straight doubles and, and score two more runs. Um, and and the A's go down 3-0. Um, again, like we mentioned earlier, like it, a lot of guys started thinking, here we go again. The bats need to wake up. A lot of different fan base fan base is probably, you know, they're gripping at the end of their seat because – I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen this act from this, you know, this franchise before where they have everything set up and all of a sudden, like I said, they can't get off the mat. It was it was refreshing to see them get off the mat in game three to really realize that the moment was like, seriously, if they didn't, if they weren't, if they were going to score no runs, the season is over. I mean, you, you, you know, you think about all the offseason changes, what's going to happen with Simeon, everything like you start thinking about that as the game moves on because they haven't, they weren't, they weren't scoring any runs. They were having trouble scoring runs in game three until, until they really, the bats start waking up like with Murphy's uh, two run home run um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that right there got the, got the, the A's dugout back into the groove back, you know, jubilant again. You saw, you saw that, that energy brought back into that, in that dugout. And I think that pretty much carried them for the rest of the game. Yeah, man, that was the biggest swing of the season from, sure. you know, the A's rookie catcher, Sean Murphy I actually pulled up the audio and just wanted to, to let it play for the listeners. Cause the, the sound of his, his bat hitting that ball out of the park is just something that I, like, I'm going to remember for, you know, like probably the rest a, of my life, dude, dude, it was, it was like a, it was almost like, you know, hit well to left uh, field, Sean Murphy can watch it. And we got a brand new ball game. Two-run homer for the rookie catcher, Sean Murphy. One swing has changed the feel of this game big time. Sean Murphy had taken a sinker off the plate. First pitch of this at bat. Gets one a little bit more over the plate. Still not a bad pitch. And he knows he gets barrel on this one. As soon as he makes contact, it's out of here. Wow. What an impressive swing of the bat that was. And, and... Man, I actually have um, Sean Murphy slightly above um, Tommy LaStella for my series MVP just because of that home run. But 
but if you if you look at the numbers, he actually went three for eight during that series and had had um, you know of course the, the the home run that I would say saved the A season. Um, but he also had you know he had two walks through the series. He scored three runs, um, and mm-hmm. and the thing that may get overlooked is his defensive presence behind the plate. I, I honestly think this kid's going to be the third you know gold glover of the infield um mm-hmm. like if you watch a lot of the game like and, and 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 see how many times he blocks a slider fastball in the dirt um with guys on base or on a third strike that's that's an invaluable presence to have behind the plate when when you know as a pitcher if you're gonna throw that breaking ball okay i can get this guy to chase and i can throw my stuff into the dirt because this guy is gonna freaking um he's gonna be a wall like nothing's gonna get by him back there I, I think I was actually after game two on um Wednesday I had watched the Cleveland um the, the Indians and the Yankees game I watched I tuned in like the ninth inning and the Yankees were trying to close out that game and their back catchers back there on one knee um and <laughs> I think there was I think there was two outs um but somebody on the Indians strikes out the ball gets by the catcher, gets to the backstop, and he gets on first base in, you know, a, a one-run, two-run game. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think the Yankees were really lucky to get out of that game because they gave the Indians an extra out that they didn't capitalize on. But when I saw that, I, I just immediately thought, like, you know, I'm glad we don't have to deal with that. See, the thing is, too, in the postseason, we both know that um... – when you give a team an extra out, you're almost shooting yourself. You're pretty much shooting yourself in the foot. Regular season, you can get away with that, okay, because you got another game coming up. But when you do that in a in a in potential clincher like the Yankees ended up doing, uh, that right there gives a team confidence again. Again, it it it, it basically gave, give like you're saying gives them a free out. I mean, you pretty much with the A's. I think they they have the gloves. They have the defense that I think that they won't allow like monumental errors like that. I mean, like you were saying, Sean Murphy is just has taken that catcher's role back there and is and is and has looked like a uh, a five tenure vet with some of the uh with the way he's able to handle himself. So I think really with the A's, they they have the defense to really compete to to win a championship, but it's going to be the bats. The bats are gonna to have to really just come alive and, and be consistent. Um, in this in this ALDS against the Astros, I think I think when everything's said and done, I I, I do think we'll get past the Astros, but I don't want to get too far into that. I think when everything's said and done, the A's will come out of this postseason, and Sean Murphy is really going to be looked at as, you know, a superstar, because he he to me he the the at bats that he was able to put together and the way that he sure. was hitting the the ball at the end of the season. Um, to go three for eight in, you know, you know, throughout the series and, and put up the numbers that he did. He just looks unbothered by the moment that, you know, you can count like the, the funny thing is they they hide him at the bottom of the order to turn the, the you know, to turn the line, you know, to to turn over the lineup. Um, and the whole series, I, I was like, Melvin's got to move him up like he's got to get him more at bats. He like Sean Murphy needs more at bats. But, you know, he, he's he's down in the lineup for a reason. Like, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to know who this guy is, especially the Astros. They're going to they're gonna know who Sean Murphy is. But um, 
you know, Bomel just kind of hides him down there at the end, at the, at the bottom of the order, and he he really makes teams pay. He he gets he gets on base. He he you know he gets the top of the order back up, um, and he really does his job just on both sides of the plate. But um, kind of moving on, you know, the A's bullpen they did shut the door on the White Sox outside of the the three ones that they got from off of a uh, Usmero Petit in that what was it third inning I believe. Um, Frankie Montas came out came out and he you know pitched two innings gave up um, he gave up a run but he he looked pretty solid for the most part I thought just watching him he had he had pretty solid stuff he he missed his location um, a couple of times but I think when you're throwing 99 and, and you miss a location sometimes like you know I, even the best hitters if you're throwing 99 may not catch up to a mistake just depending on you know if they're if they're anticipating a different pitch because he throws a slider at 90 miles an hour um, and so I think that he looked primed for the moment um, and that's a really good sign for the A's going into the Astro series series um, JB Wendelkin came in and, and threw an inning they uh, Lou Trevino came in and looked a little shaky um, but he got two outs was able to get to, to get the ball handed over to Deekman um, Soria came in in the eighth um, and pretty much uh, Hendricks came in in the ninth. I think a lot of people were worried because he gave off, gave up that leadoff single. Um, but after that Four. single, he, he strikes out the side um, and just completely redeems himself for his, his performance in game two. Um, and the A's were able to pull off the series, you know, after getting the run support um, and the lights out performances from the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it took a total team effort for the A's to pull that one uh to pull game three out. I mean I mean when you look at it, the A's were you know, they I mean six four the final score, I mean that was pretty much the you know scoring game of the uh of the series. So I think really what it came down to, I mean, you know, they they used the A's used what? How many pitchers? Pitchers here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They used eight pitchers to get the job done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it almost seemed like they they used a pitcher almost every inning, inning yeah. except for except for uh, Montas, who did who went two two strong innings. Um, pretty much everyone else, uh, you know, came in for outer two. Um, Bowman was was treating this game like I mean, like as he should as a as an elimination game. Both managers were. And I think that really this will serve them good um, heading into the Astros series because Bo Mel isn't, you know, really analytical, analytically depend wasn't analytically analytically dependent. There on, you go. There you go. On the numbers, yeah, on the numbers during the season, uh, during the uh, postseason, he actually trusts his gut in Game Three, which I which I love for a manager come um, come the postseason. You got to go. With, there are times you have to go with your gut, and and it was just good to see that Bo Mel was able to piece the right guys together to get this victory for the A's. Yeah, and you know, before we get into to our takeaways for the series, I one one last move that I didn't like initially, but but I did realize why he did it um was in the third inning, the A's had the they had I think they just they had just loaded the bases. Either that or they had a guy on first and second, I believe, and um he pinch hits Jake he pinch hits uh, Chad Pinder for for Jake Lamb, who's a lefty, and so um, what he ends up doing is um, he puts Pinder in um, to get 
to put to get the righty in and so Chicago they counter by throwing putting a righty up there um, I don't remember the result of that at bat I think it might have been an infield single um, to load the bases and then Canna um, I believe Canna flew out in the third um, but then he flew yeah he flew out to a uh, center yeah and then and then Matt Olson came up um, with the bases loaded and so when I thought about it I was like ah like Jake Lamb's been doing so well. Why put Pender in in that moment? But you know what he did was he he got the the White Sox to go to another guy in the pen, basically using up another pitcher. Um, but he also get you know with the I, I hadn't thought about it, but the the three batter rule. So every reliever has to face three batters. Yeah, you put Pender three batters. You right. put Pender in that spot. You have Matt Olson, who's been in a terrible slump, going up against a right-handed pitcher. Um, so I think that was a subtle thing. It didn't really end up being a make or break moment, but but I thought that was um, a move that that I second guessed at first. But when I saw Matt Olson up there, I was like, oh okay, like that's why he did it to get that matchup. And 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 that's another guy who I who um, you know much like Chris Davis when I, when I talked about it, they're going to need his power, they're going to need his bat, um, his gloves always going to be there. But if they want to make if they really want to make a run, they're going to need um, Matt Olson's bat to wake up. Um, sure thing. Yeah, but but just kind of moving on, um, you know, I think just ba- my overall takeaway from the series was was Chris Bassett was huge. He's big time. Like, I definitely think there's no doubt doubt in my mind that he should be the game one pitcher for uh, the Astros series. Um, it was a it was a collective team effort, dude. Uh, Simeon was three for twelve in the series, um, you know, which isn't isn't the greatest, but. You know, he had timely hits. He had the big home run in game two. Um, the, really the first, you know, run, first meaningful runs that the A's had scored all series. Um, Pender was two for three in that, that you know, the in the game three victory with two RBIs. Um, the, the winning runs um, that came in the bottom of the fifth after the White Sox had just tied the game um and went three for nine for the series. Um, Tommy Listella, he, he is, is slowly becoming one of my favorite guys to watch um during that bat in a contract year yeah and, and um he you know my my fr- you know um he just always puts together a professional at bat um even if he's if, even if he's grounding out or if he's striking out you're gonna get a 3-1 3-2 count out of the guy and, and there were so many at bats and, and you can even hear the espn commentators like um, applauding the guy, but but he works pitchers. You know he gives he gives guys seven to eight pitch at bats and and really works their count. Um, he had a couple of singles in the series that came at came um, I, I believe with three two counts. Um, he scored three runs. He he you know he he was actually he he made a terrific slide to dodge the uh, the relay from uh, left field on the uh, Pender single in the uh, fifth inning. And he, he, they showed the replay and he, the catcher missed him by about an inch. And so you think about it, like the, the A's winning by two runs, um, that slide was huge. Um, but overall, like I said earlier, man, uh, I think Sean Murphy, this is his time. Um, the moment's not too big for him. He's, he's a rookie going into his first postseason. Um, I'm not, and, and I don't, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not, I don't remember if he played in the uh the tampa bay game last year 
Um, no, but, uh, yeah, I remember uh, they picked they brought up Listella from the Angels this past uh, this past season. Yeah, but but, but but Sean Murphy. Um, oh, Sean Murphy. I'm sorry. Yeah, in the um, in the in the wild card game last. Year. I don't know. No, if he, he, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he got in last in, in the wild card game last year. Yeah, but but so. Um, Whatever the case, man, I think he's gonna. He's a stud, dude. He's gonna be legit, and I, I'm looking for him to have a big series against the Angels. Um, and, and I also think the Angels are gonna be very careful about how they pitch that guy. Astros. Uh, <laughs> you got me talking about the Angels, but uh, uh, yeah, I think the Astros are gonna be very careful about how they how they pitch that guy, man. Uh, do you have anything you wanted to just add to you know before we talk about the uh, the Astros? I just want to just add uh, for, just just adding on about Tommy Lestella. I, I, I like I like professional hitters. I like guys that come to work every day, just put their heads down and just go to work. The reason why he's such a professional, look at who his manager was in Anaheim and in Chicago when he was with uh, the Cubs. Joe Madden. Joe Madden has always made sure that he's he co- he like he manages just tough, high IQ baseball players, and that's what Tom Vistella is. And I think that's and for the A's to get to be able to have him on this roster right now, I think it's going to be huge for them as they go into uh, against Houston because hey, he he was in the division. Um, he pretty much knows that Astros team as well. I mean, he's fit in with the A's like like it's just been se- uh, a seamless transition. So I, I'm I'm actually expecting him to really be the straw that stirs the drink for them in the uh, in the in the next series. He's going to be the guy that that, that I think can 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 really uh, be at the top of that lineup and get get on base, make you know, be able to move guys over. He's to me. I'm gonna bring you. I'm gonna bring a name back that a lot of people don't be sometimes forgetting. He's a, he reminds me of Carney Lansford. Nice. He's a guy that a guy that just professional hitter just moves guys over, just just wants to play. And and that and you need a guy like that, especially in the postseason. And Tom Listella to me is really going to be a big big piece a big piece of the A's um, moving forward. Agreed, man. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the to AL wild card preview to to cap off the show. Um, just kind of recapping the regular season, the, the A's were seven and three against the Astros this year. And, uh, more importantly, I think is that they were four and one after the Matt Chapman injury. Um, mm-hmm. they swept them, they swept them early on in the season, um, back in August, um, between the seventh and the ninth, um, Bassett's had a couple of quality starts. His first start against them, he went, um, he went seven innings, um, only gave up a run and three hits, but that game ended up being one, I believe, three to two in the in the 13th inning. Um, and so him and Granke both got no decisions. Frankie Montas um, came out game two and uh, didn't give up any runs in seven um, seven innings. Um, and that was at the beginning of the season when his, his ERA was like a one, you know, it was like below two. And so he started off the season really well. Um, Jesus Lazardo had some success, success that first series pitched five um, and two-thirds of an inning and gave up two runs and um, ended up getting a, a win in that at the end of that sweep. Um, um, that was early on when they took a, a five-game lead on the division against the Astros. And then, um, you know, the the they had a four-game series in Houston. Um, the first game ended up being postponed because that was i think the day after i think the george floyd incident that was exactly yeah yeah, yeah. both so, teams came out on the field and then turned right back out and they postponed the game yeah and so um 
that occurred, and then they came out and played games two the and three. Letter. Yeah, and they, they ended up losing those games. Um, Bassett probably had one of his uh, worst starts of the year. Um, and then Frankie Montas also gave up five runs and in, in three innings pitched. Um, but also uh, just, you know, kind of um, an asterisk to put there, if you will, uh, that those games were played in Houston. And so, you know, the, the, the ballpark in Houston plays a lot smaller, um, but it will be, I, I, I believe I read it's going to be a, a little similar to, to, to Dodger Stadium. Um, that also plays a little mm-hmm. smaller, but um, I think the, the last game of that series also got postponed. And so two of those games ended up being played at the Coliseum um, in September, um, where the A's ended up taking four out of five games and got quality starts from uh, Chris Bassett, Frankie Montaz, and uh, Sean Manaya. Um, they also got a no decision from Luzardo, um, where he pitched seven innings and gave up two runs. Um, the middle game of that series, the third game, ended up being a bullpen game, um, where I think the starter went three innings and they just ended up throwing the pen. Um, but they took four out of five um, and really, you know, put a stranglehold on the division, which they ended up winning. Um, but all in all, I think the A's have played very solid against the Astros this year. Another thing to note is that um, the Astros didn't have George Springer for a good portion of the season. Um, so I think he's really going to be um, – his presence is going to be felt um, during this series. Um you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he leaves an imprint on a game or two. Um, Jose Altuve, who's had really big postseason games, um, you know, his, his bat's going to probably need to wake up for the Astros if, if they really want to compete against the A's, I think. Um, but with all that said, man, I, I think um, game one's going to be Chris Bassett versus Zach Greinke. What do you, what do you think, Joe? I, I like Bassett going in game one. Matter of fact, I prefer if Bassett goes game one, then maybe you block, then maybe you add up, uh, you maybe throw Montas in game two. Um, but I like Bassett going in game one. Um, Granky, Granky seems like the safe, the safe choice for, uh, for the Astros, um, squaring off against him. But a guy, uh, that could be, um, that could be, that, that actually could, um, be uh in line for a uh, start for the his name is uh framber valdez valdez yeah yeah valdez i mean he scored he, he pitched like five innings in that first game um for the astros against the the twins get you know five scoreless innings i mean that was uh comes right out of the bullpen um i think he might be a guy that that that, that could get that uh game one start i mean you gotta think about it dusty baker uh the manager of the uh of the astros He's, I mean, he he'll 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 probably go. He could go with a uh, with a reliever to start the game. Then maybe switch to Granky, um, depending on how depending on how things look. Um, to me, it's going to be it's going to be important for the A's to jump out early on the Astros because uh, we both know that the Astros, like you were just saying, they've got professional hitters. They've got the Altuve's, the George Springer's, the, the Carlos Correa's, the um, Brantley. The, yeah, um, um, you know they have, Yuri Gurriel. Yuri Yuri Gurriel, a, a scary guy to me. The guy, yeah. the guy is another professional hitter. So when when you look at it, I think the Astros, to me, they're playing with house money because no one expected them to really just be here like that. Because look, they're twenty nine and thirty one. They finished the season twenty nine and thirty one. They had they had the worst record of, out of all the teams that pretty much made the postseason. 
But for them to be able to draw, to get the draw against the A's, it, it actually, to them, I'm, I'm sure they probably would take it because, hey, we know this team in the division, even though we didn't have a good season against them, we know that core. And, the, and, and vice versa, the A's know them. So it's going to, to me, I, I'm actually excited for this series and the way that this actually all came about because you're going to get, I think you're going to get five good games of like great baseball between these two clubs. I think it's going, the series is going to go five. I don't see a sweep or anything because I think that um, both teams got hitters. Um, it's going to come down to the the manager, what, you know, who's, who, who trusts their gut or who's going to go with the, uh, the analytics. Um, I could, yeah, I could easily see that the A's are able to win this series, but I also could see that the Astros can find a way just with solid pitching and solid hitting. They could, they could really throw a monkey wrench and find a way to win this uh, series as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think they're, they're not flying under the A's radar. That's for sure. I know they didn't really have the best season in a 60 game season. Um, but I also think George Springer's presence back in that lineup does a lot, especially with him being the lo- the leadoff hitter. Um, Altuve, I think, went 0 for 7 in the uh, the series versus the Twins, um, and they still won. Um, they, I th- with the Twins 7 to 2 in both games. So yeah, yeah, and point. I, I mean, it's it's really gonna be it's really going to be an interesting matchup. It's gonna be a very intense series. Um, I think it's it's one of the best series the. the that Major League Baseball could have asked for, um, especially with it being um, a budding divisional rivalry between in a the, the A's too. and the Astros. We're going down to L.A. for this. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, too, is that, I, I mean, I call it a budding rivalry because the Astros have been in the division for, what, seven, eight years? Longer than that. They've been, yeah, about, about yes, I'm going to say, wake out over, what, 2000 and something like that? yeah i mean because i that's the thing is that i remember calling them the, the houston lastros because a lot of people did do they <laughs> they we would just beat up on that team when we had those you know the those really good seasons, teams like early in the decade yeah and so um they made the full turnaround they you know they they have the world series victory with an asterisk um <laughs> you know the a's they're really going to be looking to to prove that they're the best team in the division by beating the Astros, but but I don't want them to get distracted in doing that. They need to just really approach each game um, one out at a time and just and just you know they they have that extra chip on their their shoulder, but they've got to just be relaxed. They've got to they've got to have fun. They need to really just um, bring the bats and and their their pitchers need to to control the strike zone if they really want to. Um, get past this Astros team. I just think that really with this with this series, I just like the fact that okay, yeah, it's a neutral site. This isn't at the Coliseum where they have the big foul territory. This is going to be a Dodger Stadium, so you know the the the, the, the early start time. It's another day game, one hundred seven start down in L.A. A different sun, so it's going to be good to see. Um, like I said, these two teams play each other for the first time ever in the postseason. And yeah. That's another thing, too, that these matchups are giving us. It's giving us first-time matchups in the playoffs and where it's where it really is important because this is going to be bragging rights uh, for a long time because I don't see, unless, you know, unless things shake out again where they're going to play each other in the playoffs again next year, this could be the only time we see this for a while. And that's why, as a baseball fan, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going I'm to enjoy it uh, immensely. 
Yeah, I think um, just one last talking point on the divisional series um, is that um, there will be no days off. There's no travel day, so they're gonna That's go Monday. Point. They're gonna go Monday through Friday, and so that really shakes up things. I don't think it does much for the A's because they have a deep starting rotation. They, mm-hmm. you know, they can go Bassett, Montas, Luzardo, Fires, Manaya. Um, and then they also have Mike Miner who can who can start a game for you. Um, but they have a deep rotation that I think fares them well in both um, the ALDS and if they make it to the ALCS. Um, I also read that the ALCS is going to be seven straight days. The only day off um, that's going to come during a series is going to be after game two of the World Series and after game five. So um, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, I think I think that works in the A's favor. Um, you know. Ooh. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. One, one, one quick thing. Do you think the travel works in the A's favor too, knowing that they don't have to leave the state? They basically are just flying, flying south and a couple of like. Hour yeah, that, I think I think still being in the same time zone is going to help. Um, you know, I, I don't. I never really view too much. I, I don't. You know, look at the advantage too much because I mean it's a neutral yeah. site. There's no fans. Um, so I think both teams are going to have to kind of deal with, you know, whatever they got going on. But the, the games are going to be at 107. They're going to be noon games, which I'm sure um, the A's and, and Jake Diekman won't be too thrilled about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's the it's the major leagues and the, the you know, the, the commissioner has to have the Yankees playing prime time. So it is what it is, you know. Um, but on top of that, it's it's. It's also the the Devil Rays that earned the top seed, so you know maybe they should get the primetime game. Um, but I'm pretty sure things would be the other way around if the A's were playing the Yankees. So, um, real quick, your serious prediction: How many games? Who wins and how many games? I think the A's are going to come in and beat the crap out of the Astros. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them in in a sweep. <sighs> it's hard You're for me. With- it's hard for me to say that because I don't want to be overconfident. But I, I, I think that just based on the success that they've had this year, um, right. and, and, you know, the Astros have had put together good games against the A's as well. But I think the A's being able to get this chip off their shoulder or get this monkey off their back, I, I can see them, okay, like, we did it. Let's go Let's go play baseball and have fun and take care of business. And when, when this when this group of guys is just like – when they're out there, when they're out there, you know, like when they're bashing, you know, hitting the hitting and and the, the Dodger Stadium plays a little smaller. And so I think they're going to have a good shot of hitting a lot of home runs. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring series. Um, but I think I think that, you know, as long as they play up front, uh, get out in front early in games um, and get to that bullpen, I think that they're going to be able to 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 really dominate this series and um quite frankly like shut the astros up like i and on top of that they they have the entire baseball world behind them because nobody likes the astros right now everybody wants to see the a's win you know everybody wants to see like uh, ramon Laureano have a big series against against his former team um so i i really think Mike Fires a- maybe get a, get, a, get a win against his former team you I, know it's so many it's so, so many storylines yeah, i i really think the ace bats are gonna come through big during this series um mm-hmm. and i'm looking for matt olsen to rebound and 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 put up some numbers this series i like i like the a's in five because i think i just think this is going to go five i mean yeah. it just got it's got that feel because again both teams 
they know each other even though even though you know a, a sweep could be possible i just think it's still the astros even though even though they you know we we, we can we can harp on the cheating scandal there's still a lot of professional hitters they're on healthy team. at the right time too and that's the thing too this i mean they're healthy at the right time they play and they're used to playing at this time of the year as well so yeah. that's another that's another thing with them um again i think i like the a's um in five i think they're pitching i think they have enough like you were saying they have enough pitching to uh to carry them it all is just going to come down to just the, the hitting i mean can sean murphy continue to, to hit the ball can timeless stella be able to hit the ball chris davis and 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 um and um Marcus Simeon, those bats have to come alive. Matt Olson, I mean, can you can you can you get off of a milk carton? He's a guy that's going to have to that's going to have to uh, play big too because you just said it. In order for the A's to go where they want to go, and a lot of people believe they can, they can go, it's going to take the hitting because the pitching is going to be there. Yeah, he he's got to give bullpen pitchers a reason to 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 issue an intentional walk. But um, all in all, man, I think I think yeah, I. I, I However, however many games it goes, I think the A's will win. Um, I'm pretty confident in the group now, after <laughs> after seeing them take a winner take all. Um, so I, you, you know, I'm just off the back, man. really nine, nine straight losses in a winner take all game, man. Yeah, Probably, man, I'm you know. I'm really looking for them to come through, um, and, and hopefully they they take care of business. Um, everybody's got a bounty on the Astros. I got a group chat full of Dodger fans that are that are rooting for us. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Um, you know, before we end, go ahead and uh, just give us a follow on Twitter at Plugged In PCast. Again, you can follow me at Chrissy underscore Hustle, and that's Hustle spelled H um, H U S S L E. Um, and give give Joe a follow, man. Go ahead and shoot your Twitter out there. You can also follow me at JLHB510. Again, at JLHB510. And for that, we are unplugged.